do you know where pop, R&B, rock, funk, hip hop, all these things came from? He said it all derived from the black church. What's up, my brother? Hold on. Man, everything is good, man. How's everything in your world? Man, everything is everything, family. Everything is everything. Woo! Yeah, man. We having a busy day, all that good stuff like that. Uh, yeah. yeah, man. I am uh, on staff at a, a local church here, and uh, we've just been in meetings all day. Just God is doing some incredible things around here Phenomenal. in this church, man. Phenomenal, man. Yeah, and you're in, uh, where, tell, tell people where you're located. I'm at. in Atlanta, Georgia, the hot ATL, baby. That's ATL. where we're jumping off at, in the ATL, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. That's where it's all at, man. So for those who don't know who you are uh, and don't have uh, any context or history as to, you know, the value you have even added to, you know, the gospel world, some of the people you, you know, perform with, play with, you know, been a things you've been a part with. It's a, I know it's a rich history and a rich, rich legacy, but kind of give us the, give us the, I've been living under a rock and I don't know who Marvin is uh, in sight. <laughs> well, I, I tell people this all the time uh, uh, when I'm either I'm getting ready to go speak or, or doing a conference or something like that. I'm probably the most well-known unknown person you ever yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, because God has allowed me the opportunity to befriend a lot of people before they become this great, enormous star or even mm. in their, their, their stardom per se, whatever that is. And uh, he has given me and my wife a ministry of, um, of just uh, listening and hearing and being able to pour into people's lives, not for any gain or anything like that, but just a genuine relationship. And that's very hard uh, in days like this because everybody thinks yes. that you are trying to get something from them. And we've yes. always established our lives to be, you know, just, okay, we're just here for you. And so God has given us some great platforms to be able to share, to do life with some of the, 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 the greatest of the great and some of the people that somebody would never know. Uh, he's yeah. just given us the opportunity to be able to do that, man. And so we're so thankful for that type of ministry to which we have uh, been able to do over the last 25 years. We, like you said, we've been on a stage with some of the greatest of the great in gospel, contemporary music, uh, you know, jazz, R&B, all those kind of things. God has given us those platforms and not because we are great. He's given us those platforms to speak life into other people. And so that's what we're thankful for. Yes, sir, man. Well, yeah, you're definitely the guy, uh, you know, one of the, one of the goats in my book. The humility and everything is it, it's tra it translates, and you're, you're the same person I met five years ago today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And you hadn't changed a bit, so that's that's always commendable. When you oh no, I don't know about people. that. I see all this but, gray I got here. I don't know if I haven't changed a bit. <laughs> well, you know what I mean, personality wise. You know, I got yeah, a little gray yeah, going on. That's yeah. that's why I keep my hat on all the time because <laughs> I got some patches in there, and you know, I is I can keep my hat on. I can I can still look like I'm. Man, you know, late, I, am, late 20s. I am normally, I am normally, uh, I normally keep a hat on unless I'm here at church. And so I take and I pull my hair out, you know, untwist my hair and take it out and stuff. But normally I got a cap on, man, and I'm I'm incognito and just drop down, all that kind of stuff, man. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that's how I normally, I, I prefer to wear a hat. Uh, yeah. When I'm here at the church, I'll take it off. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, man, uh, I, you know, we don't want to keep you long. We, we do want to do some uh, some conversation, have some dialogue uh, here with you and our audience and talk about, uh, of course, we're still in the heat of Black History uh, Month and really trying to highlight 
the gospel heritage and the deep, rich uh, heritage that we have in music. Um, there's so many uh, avenues and so many aspects of our music that um, that that translate into other genres, not just not just Christian music. You know what I mean? A lot of our major artists, black artists that are out now that are mainstream. You talk about your Beyonce's. You talk about your. Um, I was thinking your, of your Fantasia. You got your yeah, Fantasia's. Chris Brown, Chris Brown, uh, Ushers, and all those guys. Everybody started out at some point at the yeah, James Brown, uh, Ray, yeah. Ray yeah. Charles. Everybody, you know the yeah. the greats, the history, the the greats in the in the history. Uh, your Stevie Wonder's. All of these people started out in the black church, yeah. and they they garn garnered their uh, their chops and learned their their skills all in the black church and. Uh, was embraced then then in turn embraced by the world at large and yes. ended up you know building platforms and having legacies from roots that started in the black church all together um right. i was even i was uh out grabbing some lunch and a commission song came on from uh <laughs> from like the, yeah and marvin sapp and all of those boys right. and came on and so i was like man they've been they was doing they was doing the the male I don't like to say boy band, but like the male um, R&B sound group, R&B male group, they were doing that sound in the 80s before your boys to men, before your uh, 112s and your, you know what I mean, all the Jagged Edge and, and all of the Jodeci. You know, Jodeci and, and Casey, used to be Casey and the Sunshine yep. Man, you know, them boys, wow. you know, them church boys, man. Church uh, boys. And that's what, that's the great thing about gospel music and gospel artists man we have yeah. transcended the gospel music industry so mm -hmm. much for you know uh we just lost a in the jazz community we lost a huge yeah. huge Korea. leader yeah. in chick Korea. <laughs> and uh but the guys that were uh, listening to the chick Korea stuff were the early you know uh those guys were were listening to fred hammond and, and and those boys playing bass and why were they playing this type of stuff and how they were infusing jazz into these kind of things and mm -hmm. chords and structures and stuff like that and so it expanded the scope of what gospel really was uh, oh, absolutely through, through relationships of the guys like fred hammond and uh uh kevin bond and mm. jonathan debose and and all those guys man who were you know uh like-minded musicians who were exactly. skillful that those guys wanted to be around they just wanted to be around those type of guys yeah big facts big facts man and like you said that, that those sounds it translated because that's why i was when you listen to commission you go to commission i like to use them as a cornerstone you go and you listen to some of that early stuff they did when they were really popping and then you take that that was the 90s r&b male vocal group sound that was pioneered in detroit with with marvin sapp and fred hammond and all of those boys with commission they 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 ushered in a whole nother sound and so the world looked at that that sound and they was like yo we need that in our records and they start they pioneered so much and uh, there was a there was a documentary that came out i think it was it last week called the black church and it really digs in to the the depths was a PBS documentary. It's it's okay. actually two part. It's it's four hours long. Wow. Yeah, it's it's because they broke it into two two hour parts because they go through the rich legacy of um how black how the black church and black music in the church has transcended and moved out. You know, you got your Mahalia Jacksons mm. that even though she was uh, a gospel singer and she sung gospel, 
uh, music, she became world renowned right. as a as a singer right. uh, because because of just the power in her voice. People would come from everywhere to listen. You got your your Edwin Hawkins and your Walter Hawkins yeah. and yeah. Oh Happy Day and these yeah, songs. Come on, that, Oh, happy day. Hey, you know, brother, the folks are still singing that song right still now. Still singing it right now? Yeah. <laughs> it, it is one of the most popular songs that was ever, not just gospel, not just Christian, not just whatever. It is one of the, uh, the most popular songs that has ever been written in our modern times. Oh, happy day is recognizable to the atheist. It is recognizable to the uh, Buddhist to the uh, Asian, to J Japanese, to Korean, to um, German. It transcended all genres, all nationalities, all races, all creeds. Everyone has heard that song. It's become one of the most iconic songs right. ever written. But it was written by uh, a gospel artist uh, and talks about, you know, when Jesus washed our sins away and how, how that was a happy day. And it's been used in movies. We've heard it in TV shows. We've heard it in uh, commercials. And it all stemmed uh, out of that rich history. Uh, so, um, you know, I, I just we wanted to kind of highlight and have some dialogue about that, man. Just even some of the people who are some of the people that you would say uh, that you saw that came up during your time that influenced your music that you've seen influence the culture. Man, um, because uh, uh, I'm, I'm a little older than you. I'm just a, little oh, older, just a few years older than you, about two years older than you. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, but I have had the privilege of seeing uh, some of the greats of the greats like um, Hezekiah Walker. You know, my, mm. my family's from New York. Uh, yes. And so um, Hez and all those guys, uh, Fred Hammond and all those guys before, you know, Fred and Israel and all that, you know, Israel used to be with the, uh, uh, Fred Hammond and those guys, you know, uh, yeah, before wow, he became Israel Houghton, you know, before he became the big Israel, you know, wow. uh, I remember uh, uh, hearing Kirk Franklin for the very first time at a gospel music workshop before he even had uh, his choir situation. He just was in Dallas as a piano player uh, playing. And I remember, you know, uh, back then when you would go to some of the conferences, the big conferences, all the musicians, now I don't know how it is now, but all the musicians mm -hmm. would sit on one side and they would wait for somebody to mess up so they could jump on and try to get mm -hmm. their time in, you know? <laughs> I remember, uh, 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 I remember a service where, where uh, um, uh, one of the uh, piano players, you know, tapped him on the shoulder for him to get up off the piano. Wow. And he was killing. Wow. But because he was not one of the main guys. And back then, you know, you there was guys that were when they walked in the building, you just had to get up because those guys were there. And so mm -hmm. to think about that, bro, that Kirk Franklin, you know, who is who is now to generations now is gospel music he's the know? goat yeah um, he's the yeah, yeah he's right the now. goat bro um but at that you know when we were growing up you know he wasn't that guy you know and so to now see you know guys really relish his music to really relish what fred was doing and really understand what fred was doing uh when he was with commission uh and then he moved into radical praise and things of that nature mm -hmm. what he was really he changed the scope of what music was you know i remember um being able to be on a stage and with a 
uh, James Cleveland. Man, many of these young people don't know who James Cleveland is. Well, you know, this yeah, is yeah, yeah. Jones, hey, you know. You know? <laughs> James Cleveland was gospel music. He was, you know, he was. You know, when, uh, uh, before, you, now we have the Stella Awards and all those kind of things. Mm -hmm. But at one time, for Afri African Americans, we weren't getting any awards. We didn't have anybody recognizing us. The the the, the GMAs or the Dove Awards and, and exactly. you know, all the big award shows that we have now where you get gospel awards. No one was looking at us. And so James Cleveland came along and said, hey, we need to do something to recognize the contributions of the, the gospel industry. And so he started the Gospel Music Workshop of America, bro. Which wow. That's where all the great music and great artists came through. You couldn't be anybody unless you came through those doors and you got approved uh, uh, or vetted by those people, bro. And uh, it, of course, that's it has crazy. changed a lot now. But at one time, the only way that you were as a gospel, you were confirmed is that you had to go through the Gospel Music Workshop of America, bro. And um, it really gave a lot of musicians the opportunity to it become yeah. who they are, to establish their names and to to say to the world, this guy or this woman is OK for you to now say that they're they're that person, they're that guy. You know, and mm. so that was the history for us, man. And I look at you, bro, and what you have done with Loop Community, bro. And in our Black History Month, I want people to understand that you and what you are doing is a part of history, bro. To have a young wow. African-American young man to be innovative, to know that, hey, man, we are doing some things that the world needs to be a part of and they want to be a part of. And yeah. let's get an avenue to where we can do that. And so you've yeah. given a platform for a lot of young musicians to be able to hone their skills and to provide music for the world, not just gospel yeah. music, but for the world to listen to. You know, uh, I've had the opportunity to, to talk to a lot of people around the country, bro. And what, I want to tell you this right now. They listen to contemporary music, but they love gospel music. Yes. <laughs> Even though they might can't play it, they might can't sing it, they love it, they are playing they it at all platforms and all places. Why? Because this has been a staple of the heart of what God has been saying that, hey, I don't need all this magical stuff. I just need you to have a heart to really come after me. And if you have a heart to really come after me, then I will give you that anointing and that pressing to where you can handle and be able to get along and do all these other kind of things, bro. <laughs> What a mouthful. <laughs> man, you killing it. Man, but I appreciate that. I definitely appreciate that that encouragement, man. That that really that really encouraged me to to hear that. Cause you know, what what I was talking with um he's a mastering engineer. This was maybe about a year ago. His name is uh Herb Powers. And uh Herb Powers is uh a mastering you know, i don't want to divert too much for the service gonna make sense guru uh he's the guru, guru. He's, you, you name it he's mastered not just gospel he's done tons he does all kirk franklin stuff he does all of that stuff but he also does uh, a lot of secular stuff we're talking about your jay-z's your biggie smalls all of this big secular artists hey we call it dr Keys. sweet we call it wow. dr sweet because everything he touches is sweet bro it's, it's sweet <laughs> so i was talking with her this was about a year ago and he was laying out all of these these historic moments when he met Usher, when he met Alicia Keys, when he did this and when he met this person, when he met that person and he did this record and he did that record. And I was just like enamored by all of this, you know, that he was throwing at me. And um, and he said this thing, he said, the people that are making history and this goes ties into everybody like from, um, you know, you know, we talked about from your Andre Crouches to your. Uh, like you said, your um, Hawkins and uh, all of those people, Mahalia Jackson, these people that were not just 
artists, they were also civil rights activists that helped right. us press through that time. But he said, the people that are making history, they don't know that they're making history. To oh. them, it's just another day. They're you doing know, life. He's, they're doing life. So, you know what I mean? Like, you know, when you're going through and doing things, you don't know that you're in a pivotal point of history. I'm pretty sure if you went back and had a candid conversation with Mahalia Jackson, she'd be like, no, that was, yeah. I didn't know that this was going to be, I was going to be iconic. You know, I'm pretty sure when they, when, when uh, the authors, when they put the pen to paper on Oh Happy Day and when they were recording it during that concert, they had no idea that it was going to be this phenomenon of a song. Uh, I'm pretty sure Andre Crouch, and I've, I shared a little bit of his story on our, um, um, on a, a post a few weeks ago, uh, where we, we talked about like his journey. And he talked about how he wrote "Old um, uh, the Blood Will Never Use Loses Power." It's the first song he ever, first song he ever wrote. Fourteen years old, first song he ever wrote. Uh, and he and he had never played piano. And he sit down at the piano um, and starts these these chords start coming to him, and this melody starts coming to him, and he starts singing it. And that's how he wrote uh, "The Blood Will Never Loses Power." But I'm pretty sure when he started putting pen to paper on "Oh It Is Jesus" and um, uh, uh, Jesus is the answer for the world today. You know Jesus what I mean? Jesus is the answer. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm pretty sure he he had no idea that he would be making the history that he's that he made and the impact that he made in his life. It was just Monday. It was just Tuesday. It was a Thursday night. It was a, a revival. It was this. But he, his music transcended all cultures because when you go and look at those old Andre Crouch videos, you don't, I'm talking like 70s, you know what I mean? 60s. When you look at those old Andre Crouch videos, uh, when he's doing the Billy Graham Crusades and he's doing all of these things, you see African American people, you see Caucasian people, you see Asian people at his concert singing gospel, you know, singing Can't Nobody Do Me Like Jesus. You know what I mean? Those songs like that that just, you know, transcended not only transcended race and time and all that they transcended time because we still sing those songs today you know in this in this in the same climate and that's one of the biggest things about gospel is that we have such a and a lot of people don't understand we have such a rich legacy and history that these songs hold so much weight that we still sing them in our churches today like some of the on our website some of the top selling gospel songs are 20 and 30 years old they still rock with the new stuff yeah they still walk, rock with your yeah. tasha cobbs and they still rock with your ty delaney's and your ty yeah. galbers travis but we, travis green travis green yeah, yeah. they're still they're, they're making history in their own right right now but people are still reaching back and grabbing his and old fred hammond songs and they're still we're still seeing people buy old yolanda, uh, adams. Hawkins, yolanda adams and yeah. hawkins songs they're still yeah singing these songs uh in the black church today you know what i mean that shows you the impact of a great song the impact of how it can just transcend all you know all all pieces yeah. and stuff like that and you know this is this is what's crazy is that when you talk about them and you say well you know he was doing the billy graham crusades yeah at that time there were no black artists no. doing anything like that and mm. so that said something in and of itself to, you know, uh, uh, Billy Graham being willing to have him to come. But then on the other side of it, that his music was transcending, that he was writing song that he was pinning from God that was changing hearts at 
every level, at every culture, because Billy Graham was the the somewhat the pinnacle of you yes. know uh, of he was of evangelical yeah, 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 and yeah, all evangelical. Of that stuff like so that. to be on that platform with him, that said, okay, this person or this music or this song or you know is 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 is, is you should have this at your home. And yes. and those guys were writing songs that were presidents were singing and having yeah. these people come into the White House and things of that nature. You know, we look at it now like, OK, going to the White House really ain't nothing, blah, blah, blah. You know, but back then that was tremendous to be on stage with those guys in the civil rights movement. Uh, mm -hmm. to be doing those kind of things. And they were writing songs that changed the culture of who we are. There's a movie out uh, that I watch, you know, and, and it's on Netflix now. One Night in Miami. I think I heard about that. I've been yeah, 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 yeah. It's, and it's talking about Malcolm X, Sam Cooke. Uh, oh, yeah. Brown. I saw a piece of it. Yeah, yeah. Jim Brown and uh, Muhammad Ali. And the, mm -hmm. it's a, it's a, it's, it's, the movie just sets apart about these four guys in their four lanes of what they were doing and how what them doing uh, was impacting the black community at the time. And it, and it narrows in, it circles in on Sam Cooke. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and there's a little confrontation between him and Malcolm. I remember that. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. But what it said to us is that Sam Cooke was writing songs as a young brother that was that was changing the scope of how everyone was looking up at us as African-Americans. Yeah. And you know where Sam started at? In the church. The church. And, what, and in the church. And when he that's where he got to, his sound from. And when he began to write songs again that tap back into the heart of what God was talking about, uh, it, changed, gonna come. it changed everything for him to mm -hmm. now even become bigger than what he was before. Uh, and Man. so um, to have songwriters like him and, and um, Aretha Franklin and... Yeah. Um, and, and those who just the the, the Clark sisters, the Wines, yeah. uh, I mean, yeah. those, th that's royalty for us. Real. Yeah. But the things that they were doing when they were doing it, it was they were writing songs so they could sing at church. They were writing exactly. songs because they were doing revivals and the, the songs that were in the right. They didn't want to keep singing the same songs. So, you know, mom and pop Wines were writing songs and, the, and they, the Wines would sing them. And Mama Moss, Mama Clark was writing songs and they would sing them because they were invited to everybody's revival. And those songs mm -hmm. became staples for the world to be able to do. Exactly. Gosh. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's so much history. And that's why we wanted to hop on and kind of like have a conversation because there are, even in our own community, even in our own African-American weed community, we do not celebrate nor value yeah. uh, the level of uh, creativity that the black church. I was watching this um, this video about a week ago. It was a YouTube video and it was a white rapper, right? White rap, uh, rap artist, Christian rapper artist. And he was um, having a conversation with um with a guy that was saying that they was having a kind of a debate about how if christian hip-hop is too secular you know it's too secular for this worldly you know is it, we're bringing the world into the church that sort right, of they were right, having right. that kind of conversation and so he hops off and he says he you know he lets the guy give him his give his spiel about secularism making its way into the church and yada 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 and he after the guy makes a spiel this this white christian rapper he says He's like, man, he said, I went to school uh, for music history. He said, I actually studied music history. He said, do you know where pop, R&B, rock, uh, funk, uh, hip hop, all of these things came from? He said, it all derived from the black church. 
every one of our major our major uh, genres. And you can trace their roots line by line back to an artist, you know, who, you know, El, he's like, Elvis didn't invent rock and roll. Yeah, you this is what I would say. I would, you know, there are two styles that are only indigenous to America, which is gospel and jazz. Those yes. are the only art forms that we have ever created that are indigenous to uh, uh, to us here uh, in America. Every other every other art form was from somewhere else. But the gospel mm -hmm. community influenced everything mm -hmm. else. It influenced yeah. everything else. And so when we came onto the scene with the emotion and the passion of of how we really wanted to go after God and, and life. It influenced every other genre. Those guys, you know, Elvis and 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 the Beatles and things of that nature. Yeah. You know, Little Richard always talks about it. All Little the Richard, yeah. They they stole my stuff. You know, uh, 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 Lee Hooker. Mm -hmm. They stole my stuff. <laughs> Why? Because those guys came out of the church and those guys took what they got out of the church, went to the blues clubs and the jazz clubs and began exactly. to play. And people started loving because that's what they felt that that, that gospel music gives you a feeling. You know, and mm -hmm. and this is one thing that I've always said, man. Is that um, uh, if um, contemporary Christian music uh, or what we call CCM has yeah. done an enormously great job of giving us some 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 substance in theology, lyrically yeah. and doctrine and things of that nature, and and, and I'm yeah. so grateful for that. But gospel music has given us a connection along with the doctrine and theology, a connection and a feeling that mm -hmm. you cannot get in any other genre of music. You, you can. just can't because it almost because it had was birthed out of the only thing I got is God. That's the only thing I got. And so if this is the only thing I got, this is the only thing I can hold on to. And so it has allowed us to really uh, resonate in so many different other ways. And so many people, you know, they really couldn't write those songs. So they begin to technically uh, uh, look and line up how they consider figure out how can we copy some of this stuff and add it to what we have. Exactly. Man, I couldn't have said it better. I couldn't have couldn't have said it or lined it up better than that. It's it's just like you said, those 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 derivative works that came uh, from the passion because they saw what we were doing and begin. And that was that. That's why you should check out that documentary that black that's called the Black Church. And anyone who's watching, I would admonish you. It's long. It's something you want to sit down on the weekend and watch. Uh, I would admonish anybody to go check it out because it really traces a lot of those lines and a lot of those roots and a lot of those artists and a lot of those influences that. You know how, you know, like you said, this one subset of people, you know, in America have literally started a move, started something that, you know, century, a couple of centuries ago, almost now uh, to that, that has transcended, you know, what I mean, all, all of the genres of music and influenced every other genre. What started out as a resource because we were not allowed to read and, and a way the communication we communicated with God. We communicated with one another. What we were doing, how we would do it, we did it through song. George uh, Lytle, he okay. was uh, one of the very first missionaries to Jamaica, and uh, he was a slave. And his slave owner gave him freedom because he was winning so many souls over to the Lord. And, the, and how he was doing that, he was taking songs and teaching people how to know and love God through songs. 
through him wow. because he knew how to read because his master taught him how to read. Um, but everybody around him did know, not know how to read. And so what he was doing, the songs that they were singing, he was teaching them the theology of who God is and what God was through song that changed the scope of the world. And so really the very first they, they, they try to attribute it to, you know, another gentleman. I can't think of what his name is in the Southern Baptist organization, the very first missionary, uh, I forget the yeah. guy that they say it is, but in actuality, it was George Lyle who was a slave and yeah. he was doing it through gospel music. Wow. So we have, not only have we transformed music, we have transformed, you know, cultures in and of themselves yes. in, in the aspect of how we look at, at things. And, and, and of course, we can get into the political side of all that kind of stuff. But it mm -hmm. started from, OK, let's just go from this song and let's walk through who God is and what God is through this aspect of it to get us to that level right there. Man, I love it. I love it, man. And this is why we have these type of conversations yes. to, to bring awareness. Because I, I would have never known a, personally about a George Lytle. You just enlightened me on that <laughs> to go to, to go research that. You know, I want to go look that up and, and see that for myself and hear it and, and understand it and see how it fits in the context of where we are. Uh, he was the very first African-American to pastor a black wow. church. I mean, it's, it's amazing what he was able to do. And then the people who came out of his ministry, who went to other countries and, and, and changed the world uh, through that aspect of it, bro. So um, we in gospel music have been changing lives for hundreds of years, bro. And I'm just so thankful for that. And I'm thankful for the relationships that we have now that, you know, through yeah. that history, you know, we get to see the Tasha Cobbs and, the, and exactly. Kirk Franklin's on the stages with the Michael W. Smith and the uh, Natalie Grants and things of that nature to see them, Todd Delaney, Todd Delaney and the Travis yeah. Green doing a, a tour with a mosaic and things of that nature. Why? Because of the early Andre Crouches and guys like that or George Lytos who were changing history and they didn't know anything about history they just were willing to do life even if it cost them their life that's good stuff man that's good stuff i love it man but yeah we just want that's i you know i you know it was a quick conversation we just wanted to hop in and kind of do that because we didn't want to hold your time your time is valuable the people that are watching we value your time uh but we wanted to have this conversation and i know marvin is a uh compendium of knowledge you know and and history i knew that i could bring marvin on and i can just shoot one statement and i can get several paragraphs out of him <laughs> hey brother and that's because i have been i have been poured into people who've poured into me and i and i pray that uh those who are watching us those who are connected to loop community and loop gospel in any kind of way um that you see the heart of what we are trying to do. We are trying exactly. to give you the opportunity to be the best that you can be and have access to the best of the best on a weekly basis so that you can now begin to write history. Uh, and it doesn't, exactly. you know, I tell people this all the time, black history is just not in February. Black history is American history. It's world history. Uh, and so we get to do that on a weekly basis through the songs we sing, through the, 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 the tracks we develop, through the connections of family and, and, and relationships that we get to have. And so uh, when they purchase a song uh, that one of you guys have made, they are helping us continue to make history. And I'm thankful Absolutely. for that. Bro. I'm thankful for that. 
Absolutely, man. Thankful for you as well, man, and with your contribution that you do because you're bridging gaps and bridging and creating bridges everywhere you go because you, like you said, the stages that you're on and the people that you're connected with uh, allows you and affords you the opportunity to share the gospel and share share your heart with so many people in different areas and different genres and stuff. So what I want to do is give you a quick opportunity, man, just to share with people how they can connect with you, uh, maybe support some of the stuff that you got coming up, some of the things, some of the places you're going to be, whatever, and let us know how we can connect and support you. Well, you know, the pandemic has changed a whole lot with music all yeah. the way around, man. There, there are a lot of people here. Uh, uh, you make your living traveling on the road, speaking and doing concerts and things of that nature. Man. The pandemic changed all of that, bro. Uh, and so we've it. just been blessed to be able to do what we're doing right now. Uh, get on get on lives and, and, and podcasts and things and share uh, uh, the knowledge that God has uh, uh, embedded in us uh, to be able to give to the world. So if you want to check us out, go to MarvinMonfort.com. You can... Uh, uh, there's a, a, a button on there that says give if you want to support uh, what we're able to do and continue to do. Um, and in Mumford Music, you can find me on any platform, man, in Mumford Music. See what we're doing, man. Right now, we're working on a new album. I'm excited about right. the new That's album, bro. I'm excited about. We got some uh, one one of your uh, one of your contributors, uh, uh, Aaron Daniels, who I think is oh. one of the premier producers uh, in the Hands world down. right now. And when the world really gets to hear this young man, I'm telling you, man, he's yeah. getting ready to be that next uh, uh, Aaron Lindsay and, oh, and, and the type guys that, that we look at, bro. I'm Aaron came to Charlotte. He's actually in Charlotte now. He was in my studio yesterday. We hung out for for several hours yesterday. He came. He came in and he texted me Sunday and said, "Hey, man, I'm in." Uh, I'm in Charlotte, you know, for a few days, wanted to connect with you. So he came through yesterday, man. We sat down for hours and Bro. He just chatted it up. And he, like you said, he's phenomenal. Anything he touches, like chords, God uh, just uh, guitar, yeah. keys, everything. He's just he's God just has has totally gifted that young man, bro. And I'm just I'm just thankful that you know it's through this platform uh, of exactly. community that I get to meet him and 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 and, and Marquez and, and and you and all the mm -hmm. other guys, Brian, all you guys, man, just building relationships and things to exactly. where we get to just connect with the world, bro. So uh, just hit me at M Mumford Music on any platform or MarvinMumford.com if you want to support what we do, bro. Uh, and we're just thankful, bro. Uh, we love you greatly, uh, John, man. You're doing a phenomenal no, work, awesome. man. Uh, I know sometimes it's not easy, and you and your guys, you don't get the pats on the back, but trust me, yeah. man, there are hundreds and thousands, if not millions of people who have been impacted by what you guys are doing through Luke Community and Luke Gospel, bro. So I'm thankful for you guys, bro. Yes, sir, man. Very thankful for you as well, man. And we're looking forward to the next time we can connect. And Well, thank you again, man. And we're, we're going to catch up with you on the next one, man. And we appreciate you taking out the Appreciate you, big homie. Y'all take care, man.